0: I'm pulling on my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. Okay, so today it's all about the Rabia scale. So, uh, on my blog, um, a-, a while ago I started something called the Storm Scale. I did a whole podcast on it where I ranked on a scale from 1 to 10 how likely mechanics were likely to come to a standard legal set. Um, usually come back. Although now I-, I do Storm Scale stuff on like mechanics that we haven't made yet and stuff. But anyway... Um, so the Rubaiya scale is a similar scale about what are the chances of returning or going to a plane in a standard legal set. Uh, and then I wrote an article about it, and this is my podcast based on the article, based on the scale, based on my blog. Okay, so what I'm going to do is first walk you through the scale, then I'll walk you through all the different planes that I discussed in the article, and then one bonus plane that I forgot in the article that I'm going to add in just for you, for you beaters. Okay, so there are five things we talk about when I try to figure out whether or not something, like where it goes on the scale. Now, like my other scales, 1 means it's very likely. 10 means it's very unlikely. That is how my scales work. So uh, a 1 would mean we're almost for sure going to go back someday. A 10 means I'm skeptical. Uh, I always name the scales after the thing I least think we're going to do. Uh, Rabiah I will get to today, but Rabaya is the plane I least think we're returning to. I'll explain why when we get there. Okay, there are five things that we uh, I look at when I'm talking about what what the scale for a particular plane is. First is popularity. I put in, into a couple different categories. There's very popular, popular, liked, and unpopular. Um, that just talks about do players like it. Uh, the more players like it, the better chance it will come back. So if players really like a world. Greatly increases our return If they really don't like a world Greatly decreases our return uh, Next, mechanical identity How tied is this world To some mechanical identity The stronger the identity the better Because one of the things that we want of our world Is that they have a strong definition uh, Both creatively and uh, mechanically uh, So it's either Strong, average, or weak And then there's creative identity. How much flavor? How flavorful is the world? How much do we define what the world is from a creative standpoint? And that also could be strong, average, or weak. Then we have room for expansion, which is significant, some, or minimal. And what that means is if we go back, is there stuff to do? Is there places to visit? Is there things to look at? Like, what? How much room is there for us to, like, part of going back is is there cool things to do and so room for expansion says like how much do we leave for future sets and then story uh, continuation which is uh major minor or minimal uh and what that is is hey does the magic story make us want to go there um you know major would mean that there's a major unresolved plot hole that we can't resolve till we go there Minor is, okay, there's some things that matter that if we went there would tie into the story. And minimal means not really connected to the story. I mean, we can make anything connect, but it's not inherently connected. Minimal means there's very little there. Okay, so let's start with Alara from Shards of Alara Block. Um Okay, first popularity. Um It is popular, the, the, the shards, meaning... So, the premise of Alara was that it was a world that was broken into five shards, and each shard only has three of the five colors of magic. Well, what would happen if a color and its allies existed, but not as enemies? And each shard got shaped in a very different world. There was the white centric Bant, there was the blue centric Esper, there's a the black centric Grixis, there's a the red centric Jund, and the green centric Naya. Um, Players liked the shards more than they liked. So what happened in the story is, the thing that separates them, there's a thing called the conflicts that brings them back together, and the world the shards start re- reconnecting. Um, the players liked the shards better than the connected shards. So the shards were um, popular, and the combined were I, I liked. Um, definitely, it's one of those worlds where we took what was really cool about the world, and during the course of the block, kind of moved away from what made it cool. We had a bad habit of doing that for a while. Um, It does mean if we go back to Alara, I mean, the interesting thing about the Alara is the shards, not the... The shards all coming together and being a jumbled mess is a little less interesting. Um, Mechanical, it's got a pretty strong mechanical identity. It's tied to arcs, or what we now call shards. Um, Means uh, a color ends two allies. So three color. It had a very strong three color theme, so mechanically very strong creative, um... It depends. The individual shards had a pretty um, good mechanical identity. Them all coming together didn't. Um, that it was kind of strong individually in the shards and kind of average when they came together. That when each world has its own definition of lacking, you know, the, the enemy colors, um, you know, just a color and its allies, very strong identity. Once it all kind of mushed together... Much vaguer, much harder, a much messier sort of creative. Um, room for growth. Uh, there's significant room for growth as far as um, what you could do mechanically. I mean, one of the things that, one of the things in general is three color heads. It's challenges. Um, so actually, I think this is not significant. This is some um, three color heads. It's challenges. There, there is only so much design for three color design. It is not infinite. Um, and each of the worlds has a very distinct identity that you know I I do think we can revisit I do think I mean obviously players like it um, but I I think the expansion is I guess it's some story is minimal uh, or um, I don't know I think I put minimal in in an article it's somewhere between minimal and minor Um, some of the characters are from here Uh, Tezzeret is from is from um, Esper, I believe. Um, a Johnny is from Bant. Um, uh, Bant is where uh, Gideon first sparked to. Um, so, I mean, there's there are connections to our characters. So, there's some um, not. I think the reason I put minimal is. There's not a lot of ongoing things. I mean, the, the biggest connection is some of our characters have a bond to these places, or from them, or have visited them. So there's there's some connection there. I mean, also, um, uh, because planeswalkers were around when a first, you know, Nicole Bowles had been there, um, uh, various of our planeswalkers had been there. And then, so there are, is some connection to the story. Um, so I give it a rating um, of five. Uh, which means that I think we're more likely to return than not to return. Um, that's what the 5-6 cut off, in my mind. Um, and I, I, like I said, the reason it's a 5 overall is there's some challenges to making it work. Uh, we kind of left it in a creative state that's a little messy. And 3-Color um, has its challenges to do. Next. cat. Um, so Amin Ket, uh was popular. Uh, players generally liked it. There had been a lot of requests uh, for an Egyptian-inspired world. And so when we finally had an Egyptian-inspired world, um, there were a lot of players that enjoyed it. And, you know, the world definitely is one of our top-down worlds, so a lot of players really appreciated uh, us hitting Egypt. Uh, mechanical, it had a pretty strong mechanical identity. It definitely was a world that was kind of um, a cruel world, uh, we had some, we had some top-down stuff like Embalm, um, it used minus one, minus one counters, um, you know, if we went back there, there, there's a few things that are very core to this mechanical identity, and creatively it was a pretty strong identity, it, it's top-down Egyptian mythology world, you know, our, our take on it, and so, both the mechanics and creative were pretty strong, um, room for growth, some... Uh, probably the biggest problem is we kind of blew up the world as we knew it at the end of it, but that's one city in the world, there were definitely hints at the idea that there's other cities there Bolas was clearly shaping at least the one city and in, in, he had a, uh, a lot of plans for that one city, but um, there's some hints of other stuff there, and there, there are at the end of the story, there were characters and stuff um, the red god survived you know there, there definitely was hints of, of where to go um, and the story itself was minimal. Uh, it played a lot into the story. Like, the Gatewatch coming there to defeat Bolas was a big deal at the time. Um, but now that Bolas has left and the Gatewatch has left, there's not a lot there from the core part of the story to pick up on. There are on-plane stories, obviously, um, like the Red God and stuff. Uh, so I gave it a rating. I also gave it a rating of 5. Um, I think it has a very strong identity it was relatively liked um, the biggest sort of, the reason it's a 5 rather than a little lower is we had kind of wrapped up a lot of stuff in the story and so we really would need to figure out what story we're telling and mechanically speaking you know, um, a lot of it was geared toward the blowing up of, of the world, And we, anyway there would be some, some work to go back there Dominaria very popular. One of the most popular worlds we have. And the Return Visit was in, was super popular. In fact, uh, I looked at the our... our, our uh, what we call the Godlook studies. Our ratings. And it had... Do, the Dominaria, the Set, and the Plane. Uh, both had remarkably high ratings from the players. Um, mechanical Identity. Average. One of the biggest problems that we have with Ravnica... Not Ravnica, I'm sorry. With Dominaria is... We've just um, been there so many different times and so many different... Like, in some ways, a lot of our trips to Dominaria, uh, because it was early in Magic, had it been later in Magic, it just would have been its own world. Icy World. The Ice Age would have been its own world. Jamora, Jungle World would have been its own world. Uh, Post-apocalyptic world or mutant world or... You know, there's all these different things that are kind of jumbled together. And then mechanically, you know, hey, we've done Multicolor there. We've done Tribal there. We've done like lots of different things there. We've done artifacts there, you know, we've done a lot of different themes. So it is it, a little bit jumbled. Um, when we visited Dominaria, we started up this sort of historical um, history thing, that, that it's about history. And so if we went back, that's the route we probably cover. Um, creatively has, has the same problem. Um, well, it has the problem of its identity is a little muddy because we've been there so many times. The good news is there's lots of places to visit. There's lots of things we can tap into. Um, it is a world that we know so much about that, that the creative identity problem, the reason I'll say average, is just there's, is, there's too much. It's the world with the embarrassment of riches of just there's too much there. So it is tricky to know um, what what part when we return. Uh, but room for, room for um, growth, significant. I mean, significant. Uh, We, so much time was there, and there's so much established there, and so many characters and worlds, and there's just so much there that, yes, we could go back many, many different times and have lots of material to cover. Um, And then, story, major. Uh, Dominaria has been on the forefront of many of the major storylines. Nicol Bolas, one of the main characters, one of the main villains, is from there. Liliana is from there. Um, Teferi's from there. Uh, so, you know, um, there's a lot of ties to Dominaria. It, it, it is definitely, I think it is a world that has more known planeswalkers from it than any other world, I believe. Uh, although Ravid is close. Um, so the rating is a 1! Uh, that is me saying I, I, I can't imagine us not going back to Dominaria. It is it is too popular with the players and there's just too much potential things we can do not to go back there's some challenges um we spent a lot of time on dominaria the the set of giving it an identity that's more in line with our normal identities for worlds and so i do think the history world flavors what you'll see going back fiora so fiora is the world that both conspiracies take place in it's kind of a renaissance italy inspired world there's a lot of intrigue and, um, a lot of politics and stuff, uh, players liked it. Um, it is not, it is one of those worlds that sort of has a, has a general look and feel to it. Um, but it's not, the God of the studies they've given, Fiora was in a, uh, not in a main set. They were in two supplemental sets and the supplemental sets were relatively liked, but when we tested the world, players were like, okay, I like it, but no, no. We, did, we got less of wow you know this is really one of my favorite worlds um, although I do get requests to visit Viora. mechanical it's got pretty strong uh, it's very much tied toward politics and, and multiplayer um, the problem there is what makes it a strong identity does not lend itself really well to a standard legal set um, meaning if we went, if we went to do a standard legal set I'd have to figure it off the mechanics you know what I'm because what, what the mechanical identity has is not just lean towards standard um doesn't lean toward a standard set. Um, creative, very strong. Uh, there's definitely some story woven in there. Um, there's some planeswalkers from there. Um, uh, Dak made a home there for a while. I don't think he's originally from there, but Dak made some time there. Kaya spent some time there. Um, Doretti, I think is from there. Um, so there's, there's some minor ties and there's definitely some characters that are connected to it. Um, uh, so the rating I gave it a 6 um, the biggest problem is that I mean it's cool and flavorful it just it's so tied to multiplayer and politics that trying to figure out how we would do it in, in there's a challenge of how do you make it work in standard how to standard do something with Fiora in a way that is sort of cool um, not undoable but a, a little bit of a challenge that's why it's a 6 In Innistrad players very popular popular very popular Players like Innistrad. In fact, um, I I think in the latest poll I saw, Dominaria and Ravnug and Innistrad were all three um, super popular. Zendikar also did pretty well. But um, Innistrad is in the the top three of most popular of all time. Um, Mechanical identity, super strong, top-down. Gothic horror world, it is a very uh, established... Uh, there's a monster tribal theme that runs through it there's a graveyard theme that runs through it um, you know it's definitely it, it, it double faced cards that it's the world's double faced cards so it has a very strong mechanical identity creative identity also very strong um, you know like I said it's got the core world and we've really carved out who the monsters are and what the different parts of the world and um, how the world works room for uh, room for uh, expansion pretty significant uh, there's a lot. The horror genre is pretty strong, and even within the stuff we've already done, you know, we're, we're playing in, in really rich trope space. That even, you know, yes, we've made zombies, but, you know, this is a very distinct kind of zombie, and it's the home of the werewolves. It's hard to do werewolves other places and stuff like that. It, it definitely has lots of room. Uh, and story, it is major. There's a lot of stuff intertwined. Um, one of the Odrazi is... Uh, Emrakul is trapped in the moon, and... Um, uh, Sorn is from here, um, and a lot... The ga- all the Gatewatch has visited here. Cameo um, currently is studying the moon there. Um, Nahiri is obviously visited there. Uh, there's just a lot of... It, it's, it's one of those worlds that's very intertwined with a lot of story stuff that's going on. And leaving Emrakul in the moon means we kind of left... There's some stuff left behind. There's definitely sort of... There's a lot of little plot lines that have been left that we could pick up on. And it's one of the worlds because we visited a couple times. There's a lot of native characters there that have storylines that are ongoing. Um, like the angels and stuff. Uh, so I give Innistrad a one. Once again, I would be shocked if we don't return to Innistrad. It's a very popular world. Ixalan. Popularity. light. Um players more were fond of the pirates and the dinosaurs more so than like they, they liked a lot of the components of the world um, it's one of those things where I, I think the world given a better, I mean, I don't know I, I think the set made some mistakes and uh, the world is somewhat tempered by that, uh, as you will see there's definitely worlds where the player's unhappiness with the set itself comes across on the world I think this world could have been rated a little better if the set just had been a little stronger. I, I don't know. I, I um... So, I popularly liked. Uh, mechanical identity average. Uh, it has a tribal sort of component to it, but I, I think there were some missteps there, and if we went back. We would Not that we wouldn't have a meca- uh, tribal element to it, but I think we would need a little bit more than that. Um... I think creative is pretty strong. I think the world creatively... In fact, I think the world is better creatively than its response from the audience. Um, and I, I attribute some of that to some of the executions of mechanics. Um, uh, Return, there's some significant... There's an entire continent. The the um, We find that vampires came from another continent, so there's a whole other aspect of the world we haven't seen yet. And even though the world itself, there, there's definitely a lot of room for other stuff within it. Um... And story, um... Is, I, I think I put minor... It's minor to minimal. Um, there's definitely some characters that spent time there. Um, you know, a bunch of... Angrath was trapped there. Um, um... What's her name? The dinosaur. Uh, uh the dinosaur... I'm bl- blinking on her name. The, the dinosaur, um... I'll come back to here. The dinosaur planeswalkers there, um... Braska, and Jace were trapped there. Azor, who was a planeswalker at one point, was trapped there. Um, so there's definitely some characters, and it's um, it has a connection to the current storyline. So, I mean, there, there's some, some connections. So I put on my scale, I gave it a four. I think I was being a little optimistic. Um, it's one of those worlds where I think the creative's really strong. I, I think that its reception was... Like, we made some missteps mechanically, um, and so a lot of this world's return is, can we find the correct way to handle the world upon its return? Um, I think we can. Um, I, I think my 4 rating is a little optimistic, but um, I, I feel like it's a, it's a really strong creative world that mechanically we didn't quite handle as well as we could. Um, so. Next, Kaladesh. Popularity, somewhere between liked and popular. Um, it was one when we first, it was one of those worlds that the popular went down over the length of the world being in standard partly because standard kind of broke and a lot of people like sort of blamed Kaladesh for it, I mean rightfully so, Kaladesh has broken stuff in it um, mechanical identity is very strong, it's an artifact world, it's a technolo- technological world um, creatively also very strong it is definitely a world that has a, a, a very you know, a a very strong sense to what it is. Um, I think there is some room for expansion. Um, actually probably, uh, somewhere between some and significant. I mean, we only visited basically one city in the world, so there's a lot of flavor space for it. And mechanically, artifacts are pretty robust. I mean, one of the things we have to solve is mechanical sets get kind of broken, and so we're trying to figure out how to solve that, and so it is that problem to solve. Um, And then story-wise, minor... Um, this is... This is Chandra's home. Um, this is Dovan Bond's home. Um, you know, so we, uh... Obviously, the Gatewatch visited here. Tezzer visited here. Um, and it it has some connection. Um, the Planner Bridge came from here. I mean, there's definitely some things that tie this world to the larger storyline. But in a more minor way. Um, I gave it a rating of five. Um... This is one of those worlds where I think there's a lot going for it, but also uh, it caused some problems, and we have to figure out how to fix that. Um, artifact sets in general have been troublesome for us. Um, I don't think we're going to abandon artifact sets, but we need to find some solutions. We're definitely looking at using colored mana more. and Anyway, we, we need to figure out how to solve that problem. That definitely is something that we have... Yeah, uh, a nut we've yet to crack, as they say. Um, Kamigawa... Uh, it was unpopular. Um, although I will say it has grown in popularity after the fact. When we actually were at the world, so interesting point is it's one of the first worlds we ever tested. The world yeah, with with um, market research and it polled really poorly, um, below. In fact, I think today it is still the lowest um, rated world we have. Um, so one of the problems with what we found was we did a top down world inspired by Japanese mythology. First top-down world, I mean, other than maybe Arabian Nights, but first top-down world of, of, of once we were making blocks. And uh, we made a choice to make it, we sort of made it very, very true to Japanese mythology, but uh, hitting a lot of things that were unfamiliar with most of the audience. And so it ended up being a world that didn't quite resonate as much as we hoped. Um, one of the reasons I think it got rated so low Um, it's definitely one of those worlds that, um, it's one of those worlds that has grown on people in retrospect. Like, it has a much higher following now than it ever did then. Um, mechanically, it's weak. Um, it was a very parasitic set. The mechanic, like, one of the biggest problems going back to to Kamigawa is there's very few mechanics that even want to salvage. Um, flip cards didn't quite work out double face cards are just a better version of that um the splice I mean splice if we went back maybe we try splice onto instants of sorceries rather than onto arcane um ninjutsu is somewhat popular that's a mechanic we tried to figure out how to do again um you know uh uh, Bushido is at least—I mean, it's a very simple mechanic, but it's—it's it's got a name tied to this world. I don't know. There, there's, there's, there's not a lot. It's not a lot of mechanical stuff I want to revisit if we went back. Um, creatively, average. I mean, there's some cool things about it. I mean, the story—it's not devoid of some interesting aspects, and I do think a Japanese-inspired world is something that if we started from scratch, we would do really amazingly. Um, room for. Uh, uh, some room for expansion not tons uh I mean there's not a lot of mechanic expansion I care about there's some there's some creative expansion story wise there's some minor plot points This Tamio's home world uh Johnny and Tamio have a connection um as does I think Narset and Tamio so there's there's some tie into the story that if we went there there's some ways to weave it into the larger story um I gave it a rating of an 8 um it is just a hard sell within the home office to uh, to say, let's go to Kamagawa just because Kamagawa just hasn't really done all that well in the past. And it, it's easier to say, let's go to a world that was popular. It's a lot harder to say, let's go to a world that's unpopular. Um, I did a whole podcast talking about why it's dangerous. Like, it went horribly. We can fix it. It's just not the greatest place to start a design. So um, I will say I gave this an eight. I probably would drop it to a seven. Um, I did a poll not long ago where I asked the audience on my blog uh, and, and on, my, on my social media mostly. I, 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 I tagged from other places and said, what world do you most want to return to? And then I weighted the answers. And the number one was Lorwin and the number two was Kamigawa. And those two were one and two by a, a decent margin. So uh, both Lorwyn and Kamigawa, I, I, I think maybe ticked up one from just... A strong, given that the enfranchised audience is not all the audience, but the franchise audience really does seem to have a soft spot for Lorwyn and Kamigawa. So keeping that in mind, while well, I gave it an 8 in my article, probably, I guess I'd say it's a 7. Which gets us to Lorwyn. Lorwin slash Shadowmore. So it was also unpopular when we were originally there. It's the second lowest rated world. Um, Shadowmore did better than Lorwyn. Um... I mean, I'm treating them as, as a singular world called Lorwyn and Shadowmoor are... For those who don't know, it's a world in which the world changes and it's light part of the time and dark part of the time. And uh, there's, there's an event that changes it between these two states. Um, so uh, Shadowmoor did a little bit better than Lorwyn. Neither did great. Um, mechanically, it's got a pretty strong identity. Lorwin's very tied to tribal. Um, Shadowmoor's very tied to hybrid. Um... If we went back, we would probably tie... In, like the, the most interesting aspect mechanically of the world is the fact that there's two states um, that might be something we would mechanically tie into. Um, creatively, average. Um, uh, some players really like the sort of softness to it, it, it especially the lower side. It's a world that's a little gentler than some of our normal worlds. Um, but, I mean, the creative didn't really... At the time, based on all market research, the creative didn't resonate as strongly with the audience, as we hope. Obviously, the fact that it rated so high in the recent survey means, at least for the franchise audience, there's something about it that people like. There's some sort of quality to it that's a little bit different. Uh, It is the one plane, the only plane that I know of, that doesn't have humans on it. Um, The funny thing is, the people who love it, some of them bring up no humans as being a plus to the world. Although, all market research actually shows the lack of humans is one of the reasons that the world gets rated so lowly, so I'm not sure where, where that stands. Um, there is some room for expansion. Um, obviously, if we did, I mean, if we played into tribal space, things we would do. If we played into hybrid, hybrid's a little bit limited. We've learned we can't do hybrid at the levels we did hybrid in Shadowmoor. So if we went back to Lorwyn, the, the hybrid levels couldn't be quite as high if we were doing the Shadowmoor part um story-wise there's minor connections um Lorwyn is where um where Nyssa sparks to when she first goes there um I don't know I mean I guess uh, maybe somewhere between minimal and minor there's there's some connections to Lorwyn maybe less than I was thinking of off the top of my head um I gave this a 7 I rated it as slightly better than Kamigawa um maybe this dip, dips down to a six with all the recent stuff. Um, I mean, it is a world that has some problems to it, has some things we have to work out, has some issues. The, the audience's response when we were there last uh, definitely has us rethinking how we want to visit it. I don't know, it it's a world with potential. Obviously, it's, it's pop, more popular than our franchise crowd, so... Okay, well, well, I I rated it a 7 in the article. I'm going to take it down to a 6. Okay, next, Mercadia. So Mercadia is from the block Mercadian Masks. Um, It's a world that is kind of uh, uh, a world of commerce. Uh, It's got some city aspects to it, but it also has some other aspects. Um, It was unpopular. Players did not like Mercadia. I think Mercadia is the... well. Mercadia was prior to us measuring worlds... But when we've gone back and asked about Mercadia, it never does well. Um, it didn't do great in our poll. you know. For example, some of these ones, I have a lot of people asking. Others are like, eh. The Enfranchise player's like, you know what? I, I don't need to see Mercadia. Can you give me Lower Wind or Kamigawa? Uh, so Mercadia isn't really even championed by the Enfranchise crowd. Uh, it's got a weak mechanical identity. Uh, I don't even know, like, it was a point in time where we hadn't really got themes yet for World, so it doesn't even really have mechanical identity and creative identity. The the world at the time was like it's a world where things don't work the way you expect them to, and they really sort of just did things that were weird for the sake of being weird. But it didn't make it cohesive, so I don't think has a very strong creative identity. Um, and it's got minimal room for I mean, there's not much creatively or mechanically that you, I want to return to, so there's not a lot of room for you know growth uh, and. The connection to story is pretty minimal. Um, I mean the gate watch were there. Uh, I don't even know if a planeswalker was there or visited there or was from there. Um, so it's it's got minimal connection to modern day storyline. Uh, and for ratings I gave it a nine. Uh, it is all, I mean it's almost a ten. Um, I gave it a nine just because I Rabiah has one extra thing that keeps us unlikely to go to go back there so um I give Mercadia a 9 okay New frexia um so New frexia uh the mirrored part of it was, was was popular uh more so I, I think the mirrored part of it was bordering between popular and very popular and the New Phyrexia, new Phyrexia part was merely popular um that players seem to like the mirrored part a little bit better. Uh, So there's another world where we sort of steered it in a direction that... um, Now, some players like New Frexia. We do get some requests. I think on the recent um, poll I asked, New Frexia was in the top five. I think it was fifth, Um, but still in the top five. Um, It has a strong mechanical identity. We really defined who the Frexians were. And there's poison, negative and negative one, uh, minus one, minus one counters, and proliferate, and they're definitely, the, the Phyrexians have a very strong mechanical feel to them. And creatively, we really shaped a world that was very shaped. Now that world's kind of dark and depressing, and I, I don't know how, how long we wanted to be in that world. Um, you know, one of the things that, the reason I think New Phyrexia was rated a little lower than Mirrodin is, Mirrodin was a little sunnier and bright, than New, New Phyrexia is a little bleaker. And in general, um, players players don't mind things a little dark, but the, uh, New Phyrexia is a little on the bleak side for them. Um, return, there's some. Um, definitely the mechanics have some space to play around with. Like, like I said, there's a strong mechanical and creative identity, so there's, there's things to play into. One of the trickiest things is I think the Phyrexians do the best when you watch them sort of invading other worlds when, you, you know, like when they're slowly sort of turning a world it's kind of Phyrexians at its coolest and having world all returned, there's less to do, you're sort of playing in the, the watching the world sort of fight with you know, the, sorry, the factions fight with themselves um, we definitely built that up in New Phyrexians so that part is there um, but the probably the strongest uh, thing going for it is stories major the Phyrexians are a major enemy of magic uh, and we sort of left. The, there's a major dangling plot hole, which is the fate of the Frexians. Um, the Frexians cannot planeswalk uh, with the mending the planar portal shut down, so they have no way. That's how they used to travel with planar portals. Uh, they got to Mirrodin through Karn when Karn got affected. Uh, so, you know, um, that's how they managed to travel last time. Uh, they're an evil force that would take over the multiverse. Uh, the only thing holding them back is the ability to travel between planes, um, but they are a danger, and like I said, they're one of the big baddies of magic. Um, we really, the the Frexian storyline is something that at some point we have to pick back up on, um, so it's a pretty major, and there's a bunch of planeswalkers that have tied into it. Um, I think Koth, for example, is still on New Phyrexia. Um, Karn is very much tied to it. Elsbeth although elsbeth has her own issue right now, but Eltharion is very tied to the Frexians, um, so you know there are definitely some characters. Like when, when we were on Dominaria in the in the storyline, you saw Karn. Karn is very preoccupied with the Frexians, and he's on his mind. So, like, it is definitely something that ties into the story. That is, um, oh, so what did I give it? I gave it a rating of a five. Um, I think there's some challenges with the mechanics to work through. Uh, poison, for example, is very polarizing. Um, and it definitely has some challenges. I mean, I think we could go to New Phyrexia. Well, I think if we went to New Phyrexia with zero poison, the poison fans, of which there are a lot of poison fans, would be quite disheartened. Um, the poison haters would probably be happy. Um, but anyway, between the idea of, of... There's definitely some mechanical and creative identity that, that people connect to, and there's a lot of major storylines. Um, I think at some point, like I said, I gave it a five, meaning... I think we're more likely to return to New Phyrexia than not to return to New Phyrexia. Um, But I will admit the reason it's five, not lower, is there's a bunch of challenges. There's some mechanical challenges. There's some creative challenges. There's a lot of reasons to go back to New Phyrexia, but uh, it is not a world that necessarily is easy to design. Uh, Creatively, it's very bleak. Mechanically, it's tied to some mechanics that are very polarizing. Um, So there's definitely some real challenge. Um, Okay, so I'm almost at work, so I'm gonna cut off here um, so in my next podcast, a little preview of things to come, I'll talk about Phyrexia, Rabia, Rath, Ravnica, Ragatha, Shandalar, Tarkir, Theros, Algrotha, Vryn, Zendikar, and Kyla. That's the one I hadn't talked about yet. Well, let me talk about one more. I guess I'll sneak in one more before I get it. I, I'm waiting in the light. Phyrexia. So Phyrexia was somewhat popular, although, once again, Phyrexia... We only really visit Phyrexia a little bit in Urza's Saga. Uh, most of the time, we've seen Phyrexia, the, the creatures, go elsewhere. So we haven't really been to the plane of Phyrexia. Um, and uh, it has an, its mechanical identity, it's average, it's very black is probably its biggest problem. That Phyrexia, when we brought Phyrexia back, we kind of f- pushed them through all five colors. They're very, very black on original Phyrexia. Uh, creatively, it's pretty weak. Uh, I mean, it's kind of based on Dante's Inferno, so like it's it's dark. You think New Phyrexia is dark? Phyrexia is darker. Um, room for expansion. There's there's some, but not a lot. Um, I mean, we've, we've we've only been there once, so I mean, it's not like we've tapped everything out. Um, there's some minor tie. I mean, the Phyrexians are very much um, a big part of the Magic larger story. Um, Urza, Yagmoth. I mean, there's some characters in old that are tied to Phyrexia. So there's, there's definitely some in the larger Magic storyline. There's some connection. There's maybe minimal Planeswalker connection. I actually, no Planeswalkers are from there. Um, I gave it as a rating a nine because like visiting a world that basically is mostly black mana. I mean, we did Torment, which was le- leaning toward black, and that was problematic. Um, that's why I give it a nine. I'm not quite sure how we pull it off. Um, maybe I'd give it a 10 if I didn't want to make of the 110. Um, it is, I mean, maybe it's a world where, as a component of other things, maybe like if we did something like Magic Origins where we visited a bunch of planes, maybe it's one of the planes we could visit. Um, the other problem is the Phyrexians that were on Phyrexia, I think, are dead now based on the Weblight Saga story. So while there are new Phyrexians and new Phyrexia, I don't think there are. Like, I, I think Phyrexia, the world might be empty I don't know maybe there's Frexians there I, I, I'm not sure um, so anyway it, it's a troublesome world for us to visit so um, anyway I gave it a 9 okay so I'm now pulling into the wizard's parking lot so I have a bunch of planes left to talk about uh, I will cover them to, uh, next time I was going to say tomorrow but for you guys on the next podcast um, but anyway I hope you guys enjoyed it and uh, it's kind of fun one of the reasons I think the scale articles and stuff on my blog is popular is it's fun to discuss kind of like the chances of things. And it lets me sort of talk through like how successful things have been. So anyway, uh, the my, my bias Scale article was pretty popular. So I assume, I hope that this will be popular as well. But anyway, uh, so many planes. I only got through half of them or some of them. But anyway, I will talk about the rest on the next podcast. So anyway, I'm now at work. So we all know what that means. And this is the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.